Welcome to the Panema Wellness Podcast. I'm Yona Chatsunov, registered nurse, women's health educator, and Bodeka Tara. And I am passionate about educating and empowering from women in their search for health and well-being. In this podcast, we explore health topics in a sensitive and practical way, answer questions, and discover new ideas and perspectives from other from women like ourselves. I'm so glad you've joined me on this journey to learn new information in a safe and curious space. Welcome to part two of our postpartum diet and exercise mini series. Just a heads up that part three will be a bit delayed as my expert in exercise rests up on maternity leave. Today though, I'm really excited to interview Rena Reiser. Those of you who are big podcast listeners have probably come across her either being interviewed or on her own personal podcast. Rena worked as an intuitive eating coach for many years, and before that, she actually trained as a lactation consultant. Currently, though, she facilitates embodied dance and mind-body focusing sessions, and she is the hostess of the Tune In podcast. She helps women focus on their inner knowing that allows them to make space for the Shefa to flow in. Rena's work brings about powerful transformations that come from learning how to listen to our own voice. You can find out more information on her website, www. RenaRiser.com. Rena is one of those women who has an excellent insight and even better helps women reveal their own insights in basically any scenario. I'm really lucky to live just a block over, although there are many stairs between us, which she doesn't seem to find as big of a deal as I do. Anyways, I hope you enjoy and gain from this conversation. Rena, thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me this morning about this topic. Sure. Thanks for having me. So let's talk a little bit about postpartum, just the postpartum period, um, diet, exercise, how people feel in their bodies and what they can do to feel more comfortable, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important topic. So I wanted to talk to you about this in particular because of your background, that it's so varied and so extensive. You have training as a lactation consultant. You've worked in intuitive eating for a lot of years and now you really focus more on women's, I guess I would describe it as inner landscape. I don't know mm-hmm. what term you use, but I'd love it if you could kind of pull a lot of that together and just leave us with some tidbits or something on how women can take care of themselves physically and emotionally. What are your thoughts on the time in general in a woman's life? Yeah. So, so she just had a baby first, fifth, 10th, doesn't matter just had a baby and there's so much going on inside and outside and there's a big adjustment going on and I think for a lot of women there's a sense of like okay I I want my life back I want my life back in like whatever form capacity I can get it back but but there's a new baby here in the story and that's going to shift the dynamic in the family and within her own life her body just went through all kinds of hormonal changes with the pregnancy, with the birth, whether she, if she's breastfeeding. So you're saying it's not just it's not just physical that you you know, women are trying to get into an ideal. We have to kind of shift ourselves into the new role. Which like mm-hmm. you said, it's first, fifth, tenth. You're always accommodating a new human into your life yeah. and change some routine is gonna change. Yeah, for sure. At, at least at the beginning until you find that groove again with whatever you were doing before. Right. So there, now there's a new human in your life. So it's it's obviously it's going to be a different end result, but it's going to take time to get there. And so 
that pressure that we feel of of figuring it out now, like figuring out the nutrition, figuring out the exercise, figuring out getting enough sleep. It's like there's this pressure to, I gotta get it, figure it out now because I I just want my life back. I mean, it feels chaotic, right? After having a baby, it's not, there's a lot of ups and downs, you're not sleeping. And so there's, there's a lot happening under the surface, I think. I guess, and also with your first, you think I need my life back because you've just gone through this huge shakeup. And with your fifth, you think, well, I've done this before. One, two, three, four. Right. Why isn't it smoother? Why isn't right. it happening? How come I don't? And then people, I guess, start to beat themselves up. Like, how come I haven't figured this right. out yet? I've done this before. Yeah. Well, at every stage then, there's something for people to work on. I guess so. Yeah. With, with everything in life. Right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you introduce something new into your life, there's going to be an adjustment period. Whether it's something that you've already done before, right? Like having a baby, you've done this before, but it's still new. Mm-hmm. So... You worked, if we were to focus on food for a minute, mm-hmm. since that is the thing, it's not, not just as a, with regards to weight loss, but postpartum women find that their, their, um, their appetite shifts yeah, from pregnancy, sure. if they're breastfeeding, if they're not breastfeeding, some women get really hungry, some women get less hungry actually. Right. So in your work as an intuitive eating coach, your past life, what, mm-hmm. what would you have advised or what would you advise to women who want to take care of themselves postpartum to nurture themselves as they're going through that transition, as they're, if they're breastfeeding, supporting another baby, another human with like their own nutrition, just, what would, what would you say? What would I say? So there, first of all, our bodies need more food for, with breastfeeding, if a woman is breastfeeding. Uh, needs more calories than even with pregnancy. You would think it would be the other way around that during pregnancy your body would need more calories, but actually the production of milk in the body takes a lot of energy. And we have to make sure that we are, we're feeding ourselves adequately in order for the body to be able to do that in a way that doesn't deplete the mother. Um, there are studies shown that even women who are um, in starvation mode like in places where there's a shortage of food there's food insecurity the body will still produce milk mm-hmm. but it'll come at the expense of the mother's um strength and and health it puts baby first puts baby first which is so fascinating that that's how the body works so some women might hear that and be like "Ooh, so it's gonna put the baby first so that means that i'll lose weight if i don't eat enough so it's it's possible you might i don't know but I think another thing that's really, really interesting that we see, and I, I don't know if this is totally understood why it happens physiologically, but if you look around at your friends, people you know, you'll see that there are some women who when they breastfeed, they they lose a ton of weight. Right. And there are some women who no matter what they're eating, no matter how quote unquote careful they are, they actually gain weight while they're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And I think when we can look into the science of weight loss a little bit more, we can understand that there's so many factors that go into when a body will lose weight and when it won't. It's so much of it is based on our, our hormones and what's going on inside. Like there, there's just, there's so many factors into weight loss. It's not so much about, uh, energy in energy out. There's so many factors. So a woman might be eating a lot of food while she's breastfeeding and lose weight. And a woman might not eat so much and gain weight and everything in between. And this says to me that weight loss is probably not the best goal then. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the focus, yeah. I guess, postpartum. Right. I always think that the, the health at every size movement, which has an emphasis on healthy habits and healthy eating as opposed to 
and healthy exercise for the sake of yourself as opposed to for the sake of weight loss. I always mm-hmm. think that it could be applied really well postpartum. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think going back to what I said at the beginning about it, just being a time of transition, it's a time where where we want to up the self-care. We want to make sure that we're really taking care of ourselves as much as possible because we're in this place of transition, of of integration, right? This new child into our lives and how can we how can we make that more smooth? Mm-hmm. Smoother. I think either works. <laughs> and and so when we're so fixated on, you know, charting our food and counting what we're eating and did I get this exact exercise in? And th- that adds a lot of extra pressure mm-hmm. during this time. And research has shown that when we can focus on healthy habits, we actually, we feel better, we're healthier, and we have better out- outcomes in that sense. And so a woman who is just had a baby, and now's the time really to focus in on, on that self-care in ways that, let's call it like basic, you know, foundational Self-care. I think women think of self-care as manicures and massages, right. which um, that's if that They're works nice, for you, but... but that's great. But that's not self-care is really it's taking care of self, right? Self-care, care of self. That's right. that's what it is. And so let's let's go down to the basics. Like, are you getting in adequate nutrition? Are you eating enough food? Are you getting enough variety of food? Right? Are you getting in your protein, your carbs, your mm-hmm. fats, your vegetables, your fruits? Or we want to see the, the whole gamut of all different foods that you're eating and moving your body in a way that feels good. We don't want to move our bodies in a way that you just had a baby and your body's recovering. Right. It takes time to recover. And so we want to start with things that are easier and more gentle with your body. Walking is one of the greatest exercises out there. You do not have to push yourself to CrossFit or to, to back into running if that was your thing. Just walking for whatever your body feels capable of and and increasing from there is what's what that's what's beneficial to our bodies it's funny when you talk about self-care and walking if you plan yourself a daily walk that's also going to get you up it's going to get you showered it's going to get you dressed and those things also can make a really big difference to how you feel if you're at home and you're in pajamas and Mm -hmm. you spent the whole day with your baby and they cry it's very easy to spin into kind of like a sense of helplessness and negativity and I'm not what I used to be and right. you lose that sense of For self sure so yeah. just a daily walk like you're saying it's excellent exercise that it also provides an avenue for the other self-care that's, that's really that's helpful. a really good point and I'll also add that once you get outside hopefully to walk and it's walking on a treadmill is wonderful I have one and I use it when it's too hot or too cold or whatever but getting outside into the sun and just feeling the sun on your face and looking around and seeing nature and seeing people and seeing life outside of your four walls of your house is also so important for all of our health, but especially mental health after birth. And our emotional well-being. Yeah. So you mentioned exercises. You mentioned for exercise walking. Is there anything else you can think of that's really like gentle and grounding? You yourself are a big exerciser, but... Not the CrossFit no. running variety. Mm-hmm. I know you do a lot of like the more nurturing, grounding forms of exercise. So is, what would you recommend to women if they've, they're like, okay, I've been walking. I've been walking since day one, but I, I do feel like, like I'm crawling out of my skin a little bit. I need to be moving my body more. It doesn't feel like it's getting the use it needs. Yeah. So I think for each woman, it's going to be different. Right? Okay. Some women are 
capable, like their bodies are physically capable of doing more intense exercises. Mm -hmm. And so I think a woman really needs to listen inside and see what works for them. But even trying things like gentle yoga, like more yin yoga or hatha yoga, things that are slower, a little bit more gentle on the body, um, that involve more stretching and um, holding positions for longer, not necessarily as fast paced, for Mm -hmm. sure at the beginning. Um, but really it's about finding something that, that works for you. That's what, that's what you're going to do is the thing that feels right in your body. So I can give examples of things I like, but mm-hmm. it might not be what everybody likes. I hear from women though, who, who do like running, for example, mm-hmm. and they want to get back to that because they know that it gives them this excellent, like, I guess, adrenaline rush and dopamine, and they feel great when they run. I think even for those women, they have to keep in mind what's going on inside. Right. Like it takes the body internally. It takes time for ligaments to get their full strength back after mm-hmm. pregnancy hormones for the uterus to fully contract and the bleeding to stop. And if a woman starts too soon, she may find that it takes a really long time to get clean right. because right. she'll right. just continue spotting for a really long time. And that, like you said, women need to listen to themselves inside it's not just emotionally but physically your body will give you signs if you are pulling if you feel yourself pulling muscles strangely your your pelvis is hurting you're noticing an an uptick in bleeding it's your body telling you slow down like Mm -hmm. we just we just had a baby and it takes time to revert back to it sounds funny. It takes time to revert back to a non-pregnant state. It's not just like you're pregnant, you have a baby, now you're not pregnant. Right. Your body's not done with the work of pregnancy. But I would even wonder if there's a way to kind of prevent all of that stuff. Like if a woman who, before she gave birth, really, really liked running, how could you slowly build up to that as opposed to just saying like, I think I'm ready for running and then risk all of the pain or bleeding that might come along with it afterwards? Rather build your way up to it slowly and see, is my body ready for this? You know, maybe try like, maybe just running for like a minute and seeing how your body feels after that. Like, mm-hmm. is there any pain? Do you have more, do you have spotting the next day? Or is everything status quo? Like, again, going back to what I said at the beginning, that there's this rush to get my life back and it's allow that transition time to take its time. And some women are do exercise all the way through pregnancy. If a woman was already exercising and she exercises into the third trimester, even she will need a break exactly. after birth. Birth itself is is a transition time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. So a woman could have been exercising through labor, right? right? She could have been moving around and doing whatever. But the birth itself, it's the body went through a marathon giving birth, and we need it needs time to heal. I always think of it as like, if I had an Olympic sport, that's what it would be. Because <laughs> it takes that kind of intensity. Right. It's an intense experience. Yeah. So let's focus on that postpartum weight loss for a little bit. Because it does always pain me when I see people cut calories or have this intense focus on losing weight. Maybe maybe they're able to push themselves off a month or two months. And then they're just ready to go in and go back to their ideal weight. This is ideal with quotation marks. So what would you... What, I've talked to you about this before, but what can you explain a little bit why that might happen from an, a, a, a focus on the you know internal landscape? And what would you say to women to help them kind of shift perspective? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure in our society, and whether we think it's coming from outside or or not, it's infiltrated us into the way that all of us think about ourselves and our bodies and our our Mm self-worth. And there's this 
there's a sense that I gave birth and now the baby's out and it's been a month or two, so I want my body back. I want mm-hmm. it to be back how it was before. And there's there's so much pressure that we get from, from inside and out to get back to that ideal image that we have of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we'll, that can push us to want to do anything we can in order to get back there and as fast as possible. There are some women who... After they have a baby, their body never really looks like it did before also. And what I don't know, do you have any advice for them on, on how they can, like what kind of work can people do to be comfortable with the fact that weight distribution kind of shifts or they've had a couple of pregnancies close together and they're really not finding themselves able to drop down to the weight they were when they were 19, which isn't necessary, wasn't necessarily an ideal weight for them, but in their mind it's what they should be at. Yeah. I think, you know, I've done a lot of work with women on body image and there's a lot of different kind of skills out there, tools we could use on how to accept ourselves and how to kind of shift our perspectives. And I think a lot of it really comes down to that sense of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And when we hear the word acceptance, it kind of triggers this, but I don't want it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And Accepting something doesn't mean that I have to like what it is. It just means I accept it. Like, if somebody hands me a gift and I don't like the gift, I'm not going to be rude and say, like, I, still have to be I don't like this gift. Okay. Like, get it away from me. I'm, I'm going to still accept the gift. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to like it, right? But I still accepted it from the person. And I think it's true with anything that we experience in our lives that we don't like, mm-hmm. which... In this case, we're talking about our body postpartum. I don't like it. It's different. It's it's bigger in places that it wasn't before. It's more stretched out. I have stretch marks. I have, I don't know, things are like hanging in different ways. Right. And, and I don't like it. But can I accept it? And acceptance doesn't mean liking. Acceptance just means acknowledge it for what it is. There's this body. And it doesn't feel like mine. It doesn't feel like what I'm used to. It doesn't look like what I'm used to. But I can still accept it. And when we can start there, then we can also give ourselves compassion for all the feelings that come up around it and really check in with ourselves and and acknowledge that, yeah, that I don't like this. But just because I don't like something doesn't mean that I have to rush to try to change it. I can, I can first start by by just acknowledging that this is what it is right now. And just take a deep breath and and just, it it can be very uncomfortable. And I think we have a tendency to want to run away from uncomfortable feelings. But when we can be with it and acknowledge it for what it is, like this is uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like this. That, that allows us to take it one moment at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time. So like you said, that comes up in life in all sorts of areas. And women's lives are very cyclical because we have a cycle, we have a cycle and how, where do people go with that? So they take that and they work on that's self-compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of saying, accepting it. And then like, what does that, what does that do for them? If this, I don't know if that question quite makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Okay. Yeah. So I hear like there, if, what I'm, what I'm hearing from your question is like, so what, what does that accomplish? Like, so what? So I was like, I was nice to myself and now I'm saying like, okay, sweetie, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, like, so what did that do for me? I think that underlies any, like, any try to 
any kind of work we try to do. So whether a person decides that they're going to pursue weight loss or not, if they're doing it from a place of like self-hatred, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. But if it comes from a place of, 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 of this, what, what this gives us is patience. It gives us a sense of inner peace, a sense of I can take it one step at a time. I can, I can decide logically, rationally, um, it, from an emotionally secure place what my next step is as opposed to feeling like I can't handle this thing and I have to make some sort of drastic change right now because I can't handle this. This gives us that sense of like, okay, like I can do this. One of my friends, an older, wiser friend once told me years ago, and it, this, this sentence, this line just really sticks with me. She, it, she said, when in transition, don't make a decision. And it's really stuck with me all these years that when we're in that place of like, when we're in that place of transition, this isn't the time to make like extreme decisions. And especially after birth, it's a time of transition. There's so much going on. And if we all of a sudden decide that's it, I can't handle this. I have to make some sort of, some sort of drastic change. So we're deciding that thing, which could have all kinds of repercussions. That's such an interesting model then also to apply, like it's such a a helpful model to apply in the transition to parenting Mm -hmm. and taking care of children because we've been focusing on how you take care of your body postpartum and yourself in this time of transition, but you move straight into taking into your children as they go through transition after transition and it does take so much patience. So I guess getting good at this model of acceptance, compassion, Mm -hmm. and taking changes slowly and with patience can, it can only be a helpful thing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So also I want to add that any of the, the tools that are more like behavioral tools, like of things like looking in the mirror and, and actually like looking at the parts of your body that you like, the parts that you don't like, or understanding where the thoughts came from and trying to reframe them. Like, Like there's entire books written on these things, like more CBT, uh, ways of dealing with negative body image. Again, I think that in order to be able to do those successfully, I believe that having this self-compassion is un- is what's underlying it. Otherwise, y- you would. I-, I think there's a tendency to do the exact same thing that a person would do with like with extreme dieting or exercise, with like the CBT kind of tools. Just like forcing ourselves into it, and why isn't this working? And all the frustration that comes along with it. But if we can start with that place of compassion, then any tools we try to do will be that much more productive and successful and helpful. And the work you do now is primarily focused on this, your work professionally. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Like you're more on the compassion place. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, think about any change that you've tried to make in your life. When we do it from a place of beating ourselves up, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't last. Mm-hmm. But when we can come from that place of, understanding where it's difficult for us and why it's why it hasn't really worked for us to take that step that we want to take in life and whatever it is in our life whether it's in a relationship whether it's some sort of personal thing we're working on business whatever it is when we can come from a place of love and respect for ourselves something opens up inside of us that all of a sudden it it feels possible and it feels easier Mm -hmm. so yeah all right thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience with us Um, If a woman wanted to find out more, to hear more of your information, your your tips, your life lessons, where could they go to find it? 
So the uh, best place to go is my website, renariser.com, Rena with an E. Okay, I'll include the link. Okay, great. And um, thank you. And there you can find my podcast. I have a, a free uh, tune-in journal that you can download to kind of get a sense of what's going on inside in your inner world. Um, and yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on today's Panema Wellness Podcast. For more information on this and other women's health topics or to schedule a consultation, please visit fromwomenshealth.com. Questions and feedback are also always welcome.